Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, aka Adrian, and my guest here with me is Sam Hamill. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. So I met Sam through her significant other, Abby Ben, right here. Which, <laughs> speaking of, Abby Ben is my first like live audience in Talks with Cheese history. I'm oh, gonna. Man. So Abby, how are you doing? I'm doing good, cheesy. <laughs> Out of way, Abby. <laughs> so me and Sam have known each other for like a solid year now. Mm-hmm. And then she's considered one of my good friends. And then she's the Sam here. She's the one that's made the cover art for this podcast. Sam, like, how's that? F- and then, first of all, Sam, thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. I've been so excited to do this and I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, like we've been talking about doing this podcast for the past couple months. But, you know, I understand we're all grown up now um you've been busy so what's been keeping you busy lately well abby and i just moved in together so the move was really i mean i feel like weekends that's where i was trying to get everything moved up um changing i just finished my job so i'm trying to find a new job now so which just, we will talk about later yeah on. we'll talk about that later uh just kind of on the go i feel like and going back and forth with family and holidays was a, really a lot right um, and yeah that and that's the reason why like i didn't upload podcasts in the beginning of this month because mm-hmm. just because like you know people were finished up like the holidays mm-hmm. people were doing like all that good stuff so anyways um like i said thanks for coming on and i want to like talk about the early days you know the early high school days <laughs> the good pointing heights high school days so um sam went to pendleton heights she graduated in 2017 just like me and abby yep. and alec and jake harris jake so harris. speaking of <laughs> jake harris which he was on the podcast uh back in episode 13 i believe where we talked about the aoc south oh yeah jake and sam went to high school together so what oh, a small yeah. world sam it is it is and jake <laughs> i haven't like seen or talked to him forever but he was he cracked me up in high school he's such a good guy and just i just hope he's doing well and yeah it seems like he is doing well. I think he graduated. Yeah, he graduated from IU. And dude, yeah, you're right. He's just he's just the life of a party. Yeah, he always is. knows always knows how to have a good time. And like he always inspires me to keep being sociable because mm-hmm. every time we go somewhere, he talks to a lot of people. And you know me, I like to talk to a lot of people as well, Sam. Yeah. So yeah, he's someone to keep pushing you on to do that too, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So Sam, how was uh, Pendleton Heights, or do you just call it Pendleton for short? yeah pendleton pendleton it was it was good uh because it was like can you explain where uh where it was uh like in relation to like city or yeah in the um, city and what type of school it was like was it 2a oh, it's, it, so it was 4a um so like compared to where abby went like, i don't know it was like bigger than that like mm-hmm. whenever we talk about it i'm like oh like i graduated with this many people and people are like wait what so like big it, school pretty much. yeah it was yeah. it was big school big school um it was i mean in the it was kind of close to the country though but like it was still a big school i don't know how to explain it right. my country and like our Tippecanoe valley is, is a so way different <laughs> okay yep, yep. you know brian ali's boyfriend brian yeah, we talk about this all the time because we're like yeah shout out shout out because <laughs> like the country to us is just so different than out in the boonies like i don't even know yeah i mean it's not like you had your own uh bring your own tractor day like exactly. we had in valley <laughs> exactly no we didn't have that so, like, um, Jake told me that, you know, you were a heck of a basketball player. So, tell me, like, your accomplishments uh, being playing for Pendleton Heights, and what was your favorite memories there? Mm, okay, I'm going to be straight up with you. Jeez, I don't remember much from high school, but uh, <laughs> I think the memories side of it would literally just be the people. Like, 
and I'm not very good at being intentional these days, but people from high school were just, they were such good people and I miss a lot of them. And so just having time with them, whether it's on the weekends, at school, at school was always, I feel like the best. Cause you just, you're clowning the whole time, messing around the whole time. Uh, just kids being kids. Yeah. Kids being kids, you know, but other than that, I can't, I can't really remember much else. <laughs> All right. Um, so since, you know, you don't have a good memory like me, um, <laughs> do you at least remember like the recruiting process of like how you went to Huntington? Oh yeah, I do. So oh, yeah. yeah, so for you for you guys that don't know, uh, Sam also played played college basketball at Huntington University. So it's, Sam, mm. tell me how was the recruiting process and why you chose Huntington. So <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um, I summer before my freshman year of college, no clue where I was going. Right, I was just like I I knew I wanted to play basketball, but something that kind of I'll always kind of regret. Not very good at. Uh, what's it called getting myself out there you know getting filmed to coaches like networking networking yeah, yeah. yeah my like basketball I wasn't good at that I didn't really have help doing that so I just feel like I didn't I don't know you know but and so then in my mind I was like uh I gotta start deciding where I'm going so I was like all right Ball State screw it I'll just go to Ball State won't play basketball and then this is the total god thing for me like out of, I got a call from the Huntington University coach Lori Collar talking about coming to play and see how I like it there and I was like you know what? Let's do it. My dad, he grew up in Huntington. His house, home, his house was like three minutes away from the campus. So I was like, this is sick. Like, let's go try it out. Loved it. So that was how, so total God thing though, because was not expecting that at all. So did you like walk on or did you eventually like get a scholarship? Yeah, I still got a scholarship, um, even though it was <laughs> pretty close like to the deadline. Minute, yeah, last minute. <laughs> it, you know, that's just how I do things. Very last minute. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I've talked about this in other previous podcasts. It just seems like everything really does happen for a reason. Yeah. So Sam, uh, can please continue on with like how Huntington was? Like what was some favorite memories or what was some accomplishments you made during your four years at Huntington? Um, yeah. So... I think playing there, obviously, the word that first came into my head was just fun because, like, your teammates, they, they became family so quick. And every single year, it didn't matter who came on the team. It didn't matter. We were all, like, so close. And just that side of it made the whole experience just exciting and fun because even if we lost, you know, we still had each other, even if any of that. And so even outside of basketball, you know, at school, it was just, like, one big <laughs> sleepover, like, all the dang time. <laughs> but... So it was, I mean, it was fun. Um, and having those people there to support you, so important, so big, because, I mean, I don't know, there, there's good sides to it and there can be bad sides to it too. So just having those people was good. Yeah, it just seems like, it seems like all like the student athletes I've had on my, on my podcast, they say the same thing. It's like my team and I were like, it's like literally a second family. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they just had as much fun off the court or off the field just as much on. Mm -hmm. Would you attest to that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> some of my favorite memories, like you said, team bonding weekends. Like, not even playing basketball. We're just doing the crazy stuff. Going to uh, laser tag. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, random stuff like that that just building those relationships really brings it home. So Heck, yeah. And then, uh, wasn't it Huntington under the – it was NIA, right? Yes, yep. And it was under the Crossroads division. Yep, Crossroads. Because uh, Tanner Shepard, right? He was on my podcast, and then he told me Bethel was under that. Mm -hmm. Yep, Bethel conference. Was it what do you call it? Conference division. Sorry. Uh, conference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I heard like that conference is the best of the best in the nation when it comes to that level of playing basketball. I'll tell you what, it's hard. <laughs> I I definitely agree with that. I mean, two or three teams go to the nationals for basketball, at least for us. Um, 
and every game whether no what matter what their people's records are like it doesn't matter it's gonna be a tough game every time so i would definitely agree with that so do you would you consider yourself and your team like the underdogs oh yeah <laughs> every year <laughs> i would say every year and uh you know it's hard because there would be games where we know we could have won and you know and it would have been great because we were the underdog and even though we didn't it, it's okay it was okay but uh, you learn from it right yeah you learn from it keep going what was your favorite game of playing like uh college basketball what was like the best part like as in terms of the, on the court oh man uh um I'm, you were a point guard right yes i was point guard uh i don't know i'm i'm leaning towards there was a game at St. Francis. Sorry, Abby. I hated playing at St. Francis. Like, something about that gym, the environment, I hated it. So, it's at St. Francis, and it was a tight game. And those are always the best, you know, when it's a tight game and you're in that, oh, yeah. that energy, high energy. It's intense. It's intense. And I feel like we never win there. So, we pulled this one out, and it just the last, like, five minutes, everyone was so hype. Every time someone scored or got a stop, it was that like pump in the air and just hype. So that probably is one of my favorite games that I can remember. And you guys ended up winning that we game? We did. <laughs> what year was that? Like sophomore uh, that year? That was junior year because Sarah was a senior. So that was junior year. Yep. So pretty much like the close intensity games were like the best part, oh, right? by far. By far. So Sam, like whether it was like high school level or the college level or heck, Right now, recreational mm -hmm. level, would you consider yourself a pass uh, first point guard or a uh, pass first point guard or a uh, what do you call it? Shoot, shoot. Oh, <laughs> pass, bad. pass for sure. Like what you brought up, um, accomplishments, and I was gonna say I got a thousand points, and that was one of my accomplishments. In but high school, you know, well, both, but college. I was gonna say because. I was not a shooter. I did not categorize myself at all as like a scorer. I pass first is absolutely my mentality because I just I don't know I <laughs> in high school I never was really like a good shooter either like it was it was either in or out like I don't know so like did like Huntington really value like value as a facilitator oh yeah I I think so and yeah just the way they viewed every, like the, our coaches viewed everything and everything I think they definitely did and I definitely felt that value so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then did you guys have like winning records like the whole time when you were there or did you guys win tournaments um you know we came close to third <laughs> no we didn't win any tournaments I don't think other than like our um all, um non-conference like right. those small ones those aren't like I mean they count but anyway um <laughs> I know what you're saying yeah I think I think we were always winning um our what was it again our, no, our um record. I record. think our record was, it was always. Like, I think it was always above five hundred. Yeah, but I, it wasn't below, right? I don't think so. Okay, if good. I can recall, I have to say that's a plus. Uh -huh. <laughs> so. And then uh, I want to ask you this question, since I asked other mm -hmm. student athletes in the past podcast. Mm -hmm. I obviously learned from hearing from them that the high school level is way different than the college of it. Mm -hmm. College level. How is what's the difference to, from your perspective on that? I think it is definitely a lot uh more competitive i think people at that level value it more their time more i mean it's not high school where i just feel like in high school it was definitely just something like an activity you could do but in, in college you're doing this while school right so you're taking the time to do this it's not it's more value to you and it's i think every athlete out there knows that and they put their heart and sweat and do it every day and so i think that's what makes it just so much more like a level higher you know more competitive and just so i think it's harder definitely <laughs> so from what you just explained it's more uh, in the college level it's more of a lifestyle 
Yeah. Then just yeah. I mean, it's something you gotta. Yeah, that I would agree. Even yep. like the off season, right? You guys still yep, stay exactly. dialed and exactly, exactly. Coming back from even just Christmas break, <laughs> eating all that food, you got you got to get back right yeah. back into it. I mean, like I said in the previous student athletes I've had, they always cherish like those breaks, you know, because mm-hmm. you got to get your mind off it. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, sometime or another. Yep, that's right, and um, yeah, I agree. And then like, and during those four years, were you ever like drained out, like to the point where you're like maybe consider quitting it or no you just loved it all the way despite like the negatives yeah uh i don't think i ever considered quitting it you know basketball has always been like one of my 100 percent passions like i never would consider quitting but i definitely agree with just like kind of just being drained by the end of the season you're just like and especially with school work like student um what's it called student athlete student that's literally what's called student athlete just right, being a student fine. athlete it's it's a lot and so i think Never thought about quitting, but definitely needed that break. How did you... So, Sam here, uh, she majored in graphic design, graphic right? Graphic design, yeah. And that's how it led to, you know, her passion for, you know, designing mm-hmm. cover art, which we get into later. But anyways, how did you personally manage with, you know, dealing with school and being a full-time mm-hmm. a student athlete? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, two things you need to know about me before I answer that one, because I was, I was ready for this one. I am 100% a perfectionist, like, to the point it's almost a problem, right? And two... Uh, I struggle with um, my identity, like finding my identity and achievements or basketball is always how I art, you know. So being a student athlete, I it was mentally draining because I would say like one side of it, I, I'm not putting enough time into basketball because I have to do all these projects for art, right? Or I am putting like no time into my art and it's sucking and I can do so much better because I have to focus so much on basketball. So it's just like this balance that I don't think I ever really had. It was never really a healthy balance. So I think just mentally being a student athlete was really draining but yeah i mean it's just like if you really want to like put something 100 mm-hmm. percent, then you're gonna get you're gonna get the full outcome yeah. but it just seemed like during that the time it didn't seem like exactly it. and it's really disappointing like not feeling enough like this is not enough this is not as good as i can do on this art right here i know it and i think that was really frustrating for me and hard to um come to terms with right but uh yeah and that that may be where a point where I, I don't think I ever thought of quitting, but like if I did, it would probably be because I'm not putting enough time in my art right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then it's like, yeah. But, but you can only control what you can control, right? That's right. Yeah. So Sam, um, speaking of college basketball mm-hmm. still, could you take, could you have taken the COVID year? Yes, I could So have. why didn't you? I was just, no, I was just wondering. No, you're okay. Uh, I, ah, th- <laughs> this is a hard one to answer. I was, uh, at a time in my life where I don't think it was an option. I, um, I wish I would have sometimes, you know, but at the same time, life goes on and I'm okay with where I'm at, you know, like I'm okay that I didn't do that. Um, I think I put a lot of my identity in basketball, like I said, so I think honestly, it's better that I got away from it. You know what I mean? Like just, we'll talk about this later with mental stuff. I think just finding myself more Mm -hmm. helped a lot, not having basketball there. So, Uh so that leads me to, uh, another question before we move on Mm -hmm. and or two. Um, so what do you learn overall just being a, like a student athlete at once you graduated and we're done with basketball? Mm, what I learned. Ooh, that's like, hard. What's like one big thing you, you can take out of this? Uh, I'm not sure. Wait, okay. Ask one more time for me. So like what have you learned overall just being a student athlete for four years? Like what did you take out of it? Like did you improve your time management? Yeah, I was about to say that would be a good point. My time management still is kind of uh, <laughs> questionable. You know, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. Uh, but I think definitely getting a schedule down, I know that that's what's good for me. I learned that from all that. Um, 
how to kind of balance my time sure yeah i think uh like did you feel like more independent or you know what i'm saying uh yes uh, i think when you go to college you kind of leap out there you kind of have to to a point you know um it's not like you're fully out on your own out in the real world because the real world sucks but college you still at some point to some degree have to be independent like that so i would say i would agree with that and then i know this is kind of we're kind of jumping in like to the future a little bit but this relates to basketball mm-hmm. um would you ever consider coaching sometime oh, in your yeah. life i want to so bad i want to work you know i want to be an art teacher i want to work in school i want to I, I don't think a head coach i uh i have too much anxiety for that but i would love to be like an assistant coach or something like that but i would love it love it hey maybe you know once you get into coaching you never know you may your that passion can change into mm-hmm. your end going to where it's like hey i want to be a head coach yeah it's true and i mean even starting now i could just start doing lessons with one-on-one you know that could be another option as long as you're making an impact to yeah. something yeah. it's gonna make you happy that's right which i can attest to sam you do really make uh people you try your best to help out people make people happy just like me just like abby mm. so i kind of want to like go to the next topic which is like you know something that people are kind of scared to talk to or they just don't want to open mm-hmm. up as much but this is one of the reasons why i want you on this podcast so so you can open up and then i can open up as well because like um and it's about mental health you know mm-hmm. i feel like there's a stigma to it i don't think there shouldn't be i think we should normalize of opening up because uh me and my mom were at dinner the other day right mm-hmm. and i told her that hey you were coming over to do the podcast and then i told her one of the main topics was mental health mm-hmm. and she said you know what everyone does have mental health issues mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how do you explain it it's just whether they open up mm-hmm. to it or not mm-hmm. so sam um when did you start having mental health problems yeah and like what issues did you all experience yeah and why oh, oh wow sorry, bang bang sorry. bang no you're I'm good sorry. you're good it's like i want to yeah you're learn. good i want to uh first say <laughs> i am not someone who's good at opening up and talking about their feelings so but when you sent that as a option i was like you know what yes i love this like let's get into it because you're right like one of my problems used to be like saying oh their their problems are way worse than mine like this is stupid and everybody has anxiety right like i'm not gonna talk about this but you're right this needs to be talked about and um so let's get started when did it first start right uh i think for me anxiety's kind of always been there but the older i got the worse it got right like i think your view when you're younger is kind of one-dimensional you're not i don't know you're innocent right older you get the more you start to realize things it's just like getting older sucks you know but it's it's part of it and i think in the college like we talked about you have to become independent become an individual and i think college post-college was kind of where i struggled the most absolutely with like anxiety depression um self-hatred to a point uh all that i think a lot of it stemmed from my identity. Like I said, I've always struggled with that. Who am I? Like all that type of th- stuff. Um, it did all of this anxiety, depression came from a ton of different things though that come together, which just made it all overwhelming. Like there's so many different things that I could it, pull from. It wasn't one specific thing. Exactly. Cause like from my mental health issues, it wasn't one specific thing. Mm-hmm. It was a combination of other things, yep. but sorry go on. No, you're okay. Um, that's absolutely what it was. It, and do you want me to get into what some what, of the different things were? Whatever, or? whatever is comfortable to you. Yeah. Um, I think I struggle every day with um, people pleasing, right? Making other everyone happy. That's like, I just, I, I struggle that I still have. And um, that really affected me, I think, because I started to kind of push away my own health, you know? Your um, own self-well-being. Yeah. 
um that uh would be part of it uh honestly going to christian college right um i still struggle okay this is still a struggle for me and like talking with my counselor through all this um being gay is who i am right and it's still like even it's hard for me to say that and it which is sad for to me but it's hard to say and it's um something that i will continue to struggle with i know but being gay and christian is something that's always just in my mind been a mental battle right um because my faith is so important to me but um then what else could i okay there's a, a few things i mean and i think that's partly probably where the self-hatred kind of comes th- from um you were ashamed of yourself pretty yeah, much from yeah. what i'm yeah hearing. no yeah you're good yeah, you're good yeah. that's and it was a lot worse back in college i'd say you know because you just would you just hold it in oh and hold it in that was pushed down so far down like i grew up in a very christian household and um I, do not get me wrong my family one of the best families in the whole world i love them like i i wish i would have opened up sooner right um shout out to royce and sue royce and sue <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> oh period okay uh i told them to listen to this podcast so the, shout out that's right yep. um but it was just in my mind and that's how my anxiety works it takes over right this is not okay this is not who i am i'm gonna shove it down and it's not gonna resurface ever like i'm fine i i'm not i'm not gay right and you know the more you get independent the more you have to figure things out the more you learn and understand the more you all of that stuff it just post post college it was something that really just was eating me alive and <laughs> it was got to a scary place dangerous place so I had to do something about it you know what I mean and so I finally you know and it, that happened and we're here you know I, I'm yeah we'll talk about the counselor a little bit later but that's definitely helped I mean was there like a specific day or a certain time where it just hit rock bottom to where you had to say to yourself um we're to the point where you're like okay I need to help myself like this is getting out of hand yeah um if I'm being honest um it got to the point where I wasn't only hurting myself, I was hurting others also. And that's something that... In terms of what? Like, what do you um, mean? Maybe just the way I overthink things and the way I would respond, maybe angrily or... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, just um, getting off the topic of what we were just talking about, but just, like, anxiety-wise and overthinking everything, it would... It really put a strain on my relationships and... I think I I knew that was when it's time. No, like I do not want to hurt people. I do not want to. That is not who I want to be. You know what I mean? So I think that's when I was like, I need to get help. Like, and it's okay. Like I'm to the point because funny story in uh, college, I was thinking it was junior year. I went to counselor, right? And of college, right? Yeah, okay, at college. No, you're good. And I uh, lied the whole time <laughs> about all my problems because I wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Like I just, I wasn't ready to open up. And so you know lying to your counselor does not really help but (laughs) but yeah so um it's crazy how you know having mental health problems right Mm -hmm. um it's just crazy how it can affect others as well your loved ones it's crazy yeah were others getting worried about you or were you like like when you like what made you seek help because like did you do it do it yourself or was someone in support Um. because when i um when I figured out, hey, I need to get some therapy help, it was all me because mm-hmm. I feel like I need the change. Because at the end of the day, people can be there for you. People can love you. But it's you, mm-hmm. yourself, that can that has to pull yourself out. Yeah, you have to make that. Like, you have to want to make that change. Yeah, like Post Malone says. Posty. And then that's what I love about like 
celebrities like Post Malone, like uh, NBA superstars like DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Love. I love how they open up about mm-hmm. mental health because it brings you inspiration to open up because that tells you just because they're successful, just because they make millions of dollars, doesn't that mean they're like immune any to, less human than yeah yep i got you like it makes it makes them human as well mm-hmm. just because like it just tells you that success and money doesn't always mean happiness yep, that's sorry right. that well, i'm ranting no, about this but good. it's so this is so appealing and this yeah. is so facts yeah and that makes you made a good point there about money so that's another thing that i think i struggled with is trying to find those temporary happiness like quick fixes you know what i mean like that was always a part of it um and so i think those are never going to be something that can last. Like it's, it's temporary. It's, it was something that I couldn't, it was that happiness that I wanted. Right. But it, it didn't last. And like, I needed to really find myself and my happiness. Right. So yeah, I, I like how you said that. So, um, I know you mentioned about seeking help, about going to counselor and mm-hmm. lying, right. <laughs> yeah. Back junior year. Well, <laughs> yeah. But let me ask you, when did you start actually seeking help and like legit, you know, you get you just mm-hmm. you know start i was help. ready you yeah was re- yeah you was ready. I, say, I would say it's actually about like a year ago uh maybe a little less than a year ago um yeah and it's changed my life honestly like like can you go more in depth about that please yeah to, like t- it changing my life like yeah like um because i have many uh ways <laughs> like has. no i'm just uh, yeah it's just like back to because i'm gonna say my experiences because mm-hmm. hopefully yeah you're from good. what i'm gonna say it helps you or whoever's listening right mm-hmm. Because when I, uh, so I went to the therapy back at, when I was at Purdue, they have an awesome, amazing mental health program. It was called CAPS. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I signed up for the program, right? Because it was free, because it was part of my tuition plan, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, which I'm really grateful for to mm-hmm. this day. And uh, my therapist, her name was Rebecca. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Like, I loved each session because, you know, she, she like really cared. She really asked, follow-up questions to where she was like actually learning and yeah it just felt so good like Mm -hmm. like expressing so much on my chest to where after every session i felt like man life is actually pretty good Mm -hmm. it makes you thankful yeah i like how you said that the the chest thing like just getting it like because i also you know type person doesn't talk my feelings i said that right so when you finally have someone that you're comfortable with opening up like oh I can't even explain that feeling like you just took 300 pounds off my chest like it is the best feeling in the world um especially stuff that like like anxiety likes to do it like sustain your brain it likes to just stay on you and keep you overthinking and all that stuff and getting that off your chest and expressing your anxiety and to someone who doesn't judge you like I always told myself I'm crazy right my I can't these thoughts going through my head right but yeah overthinking really kills you yeah, yeah it does it does and you know what when that counselor sits there and looks at you and says you're you're fine like it's okay like it's just it's okay not to be okay it's so reassuring and um to yeah just to say these feelings that in my head sounded so crazy but then she'd be okay and we talk through the whole thing and and it's just the best and i mean you definitely need like an ice cream or like a milkshake after because it's just a lot to get all that out there what was your pleasure yeah yeah uh probably you know this is weird but i love avocados and i feel like (laughs) (laughs) like you know after a good little therapy session maybe go cut up an avocado put it on some toast you know yeah and uh back to your point about being scared and Mm -hmm. stuff like that don't get me wrong guys like when i wanted to seek out to get help i was scared right Mm -hmm. and then this kind of correlates back to my podcast with casey zolman Mm -hmm. it's just like when you want to do something truly to benefit yourself Mm -hmm. and even you're scared because she said 
fear is a liar mm-hmm. so period so she said that just do it even if it's afraid and yes yeah. i will um, fully admit that i did seek help 100 percent afraid mm-hmm. but when i actually you know like you said talk to a counselor and they were there for me with no judgment mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad as what i thought it was yep. it was one of the best things i could have done in my life and that's facts yeah i don't know if you can attest to that oh absolutely like well first of all i want to say um fear i feel like comes from a place of deep down we're we feel fear right because we're scared what other people are going to think that's like one of the main things that i think we have at the top we're very social creatures right we we care about what people think of us right so i think that fear is so strong and has such a strong hold on us that oh man i would I just can't wait till I get over it. You know what I mean? Stop caring about what people think. But um, um, counseling definitely changed my life. Uh, I can say right now I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> like, I love saying that. I'm proud of myself where I'm at. I've, I've seen growth. You know what I mean? And um, learning. And I'm still learning. You know, I'm still learning who I am deep down. And I'm still, I still have tons of questions, right? And I still want to understand things. And I still have, I think I'll always have this anxiety that I need to try and just cope with and learn how to cope with and get through and i think that's okay you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. i was gonna say like yeah just because like you know well i haven't been to the, like therapy since like my purdue mm-hmm. days but yeah i mean just because like um you get help right mm-hmm. that does not mean that everything's gonna go away mm-hmm. but i don't want scare you know i don't want scare for those but at the end of the day like yes even though i still get depressed even though i get anxious right it's all about like leaning into your loved ones Mm -hmm. oh that's i say i had that like confiding in people is because i'll tell you from my personal experience um god placed every single person in my life exactly when i needed like it was amazing like i had all this trouble and turmoil and then he's there like placing those correct people and it's dang dang right (laughs) and just like um so people people are you could take a we could do a drinking game take a shot every time i say people right because people are so important and i just think you find even just one person that you can confide in and it changes everything and i think that's one reason i actually was able to go to counseling because i found two people two of my best friends they were the ones who pushed me and i had that support and i was like you know what okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go to counseling i can do this like so i think that's a big thing Yeah. yeah that's awesome and um I know I'm going back to, like, certain points. No, you're good. Yeah, before I, you know, I suck help, right? I was, like, kind of overthinking like you were because mm-hmm. I'm a huge overthinker. Oh, yeah. I just like you. you are. And I'm, I'm like, dang. This is, like, you know, before I got help because I was thinking, mm-hmm. man, but I was, like, I was wanting to get help, like, way earlier mm-hmm. before I actually got help. But I had those thoughts of, like, man, people are going to think I'm suicidal. People are going to think I'm a psycho, you know? Just, like, mm-hmm. my thoughts. Those words. Those killing words. Killing me. Yeah. Killing me. But, like I said, I did it, and it wasn't as bad as I expected. Mm-hmm. And when I told my loved ones, my friend, my close friends, my family, that I got help, they, like, were really help, happy for me. Yeah. And just like you, I can say 100% I'm proud of myself mm-hmm. that, that we did that. Yeah. And, Sam, I'm really proud of you that, you know, you got to uh, – you were willing to open up about this, and I really hope that you got to take care of yourself. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you can't help yourself, how are you expected? How are you expected to help others? Exactly, and I think counseling is like bettering yourself, getting to the best person that you can be is just the best thing you can do. Because then you can help everybody else around you, just like you just said. And I think spreading joy, right? What we what we said, people pleasers, right? Making other people happy. How are we going to do that if we can't? You know, yeah. I mean, we need to 
get it in ourselves. We need to be real. Because I think for the longest time I faked it, right? And faking that, it... Or block, hiding it. Yeah, yeah. yeah hiding it, faking it, any, any way you want to say it. Um, I think we can still make others happy around us, but... I say at the end of the day, if you're not happy and and I struggle with that, like if you're not happy, then what's I'm not what's the point? Yeah, but exactly. like you gotta find that, you know. So yeah, and back to my sorry once again back to my point of like I don't care you like it's you that has to like you know pull yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna say the name right. So I had this friend mm-hmm. I was talking to. I mean, he was like, like I can tell. I heard from others that yeah, he's like depressed. He's like you know he's hiding stuff right mm-hmm. so i reached out to him i was like hey man um i told him about my counseling ex- mm-hmm. my counseling experience right seeking help right i was like man like do this man if like if something's really bothering you because it really does help he's like no man i just like to hide stuff in right mm-hmm. and what what else could i done right yeah um are you asking what you could have no, done no no no, no, no <laughs> okay good because i'm like no, i have no, no idea <laughs> no, I'm, just, no, I'm just i'm just yeah. saying like like okay what yeah. else could i have well, done it- like I, I like I I did my job. It just mm-hmm. like the point is he you know it's just his he job. He has too. to make the decision. He has to make the decision. Sorry. And you did no. You're good. You did what you could. Do. Like I get what you're saying now. Like yeah. you got to And that's the good thing about it. Now that we've experienced this, we can share this. Just like what we're doing right now to hopefully impact other people to help them get there. But you're right. If if they don't want it, you just kind of have to be patient, right, and be there for them. Continue to be there for them. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and then uh. I don't know if you and Abby saw my uh, Facebook post about like me not being not doing well a couple months mm-hmm. like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I needed to say that because, mm-hmm. like, trust me, I wasn't doing I wasn't doing it for attention. I just felt like you know others can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I say I struggle with because I want I like to see when people share that stuff, and I I I don't like when people say it's for attention because it's like it's like that's just a negative view on it like yeah. you you can just keep scrolling you know and but at the end of the day i'm at the point in my life yeah. where i don't care what others think i'm boom just, and that's where i need to get cheese yeah. <laughs> i need to get there no seriously i'm at the point because like seriously if they don't like it then just unfriend me simple <laughs> simple as that period cheese period king yeah you dropped your crown the reason <laughs> and the reason why um and this kind of like involves on the next mm-hmm. topic right yeah i figured what like you know if i'm gonna post stuff like that or if i if we want to open up like what we're doing right now mm-hmm. like why not because like let's be honest it's sad but it's true mm-hmm. tomorrow is not promise yeah oh yeah so i figured why not if i'm gonna like you know if i can if i'm gonna die tomorrow I, I might as well make an impact in this world go out go out doing what you want go out being happy go out you know <laughs> i mean i agree and it's true not like nothing's promised tomorrow's not promised and that's i think such a scary thought but like you said we gotta just make the most of it and try and impact as many people as we can and yeah mm-hmm. so um i know you kind of just answered this a little bit but i want to like a full end up answer sam so for you personally sam what do you advise for those that want to seek help but they're just too scared to what mm-hmm. would you say to them well first and foremost i want to say it's okay if you're not ready like I think it can be pushed so hard into us. Like, you need help. Go get help now. Like, no, it's okay. If you're not ready. Like, when I went junior year of college, I was not ready. And it did not help anything. Like, I just... And so, if you're not ready, it's okay. Um, but to go with that, I would say, maybe find one person, right? Your your best friend. One person. Only like you fully trust. Like, yeah. Like what you said. Confide in them. You know? Talk to them first. Getting it out is, I think the most important part of counseling right so if we talk to a person our most trusted person about it first 
then maybe we can take that step you know it's just take it day by day step by step right um and then another thing i want to say is i think finding a counselor or a therapist is very important someone you are comfortable with someone you trust um i think it's okay to be i mean not not selfish but to be uh picky yeah to be picky and take your time with who you're trying to choose because in the end this is about you and your uh your mental yourself right so i think it's okay to not like the first two or even five counselors you go see like try and find someone that you know is going to benefit you and that's okay yeah don't so, rush the process yeah don't yeah. rush it i i gr- proudly say that i was blessed uh i landed with the counselor i landed mm-hmm. back at purdue i'm yeah. so thankful for yeah. rebecca so yeah let's move on to the next topic um sam what was your first initial thoughts when i hit you up about you making my cover art design Cause like um, when I was in the process of making my podcast, I think that was like the last step of you know doing it is make is getting the cover art, and I obviously didn't want to like you know wing it because I knew it was gonna be ass. So that's <laughs> and then I figured like you know, I remember when we first met, either it was either you or Abby that told me, hey Sam Sam's a graphic designer. So that's when I hit you mm-hmm. up. So I want to know your initial thoughts about that. I'll tell you what, geez, I was so excited. I. <laughs> The feeling I get when someone reaches out for me to do a project is just, like, one of the best feelings ever. Because, I'll be honest, I struggle to do art um, without a prompt, without a purpose, right? So, like, and I need to work on that, I know. But when you reached out, I was like, yes, let's go. That's why I started this business. Like, every time I get, like, a new project, I'm just like, yes, like, I'm excited to do this. Let's do this. I was so excited. So. I mean, like, so before I asked you, right, like I said, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. I was kind of scared of what <laughs> you're going to say. Because, you know, cause, you know, we weren't that that close at the time mm-hmm. we just knew of each other so i'm like man is she gonna say no oh heck no is she gonna say yes <laughs> but when you said yeah i'm like heck yeah let's go <laughs> so, Jeez, i'm not gonna let you down like that yeah, let's do so, it oh uh, yeah and then uh, it was crazy so i gave you so yeah you told me yeah let's do this so you told uh you asked me like what do you want like what's your vision right mm-hmm. and i told you about my vision mm-hmm. i told you like the color palettes I want to include the art design. And I want, you know, I remember the first draft you sent me, right? Mm-hmm. It was on the right track. Mm-hmm. And then, and here, this is a, an important point I want to uh, mention. So, in general, right? Feedback is important. Oh, yeah. We need to attest to that because, you know, we won't lie. We can be on, honest with each other, right? It took us, it took us a couple of times. I mean, it took you a couple, mm-hmm. t- a couple of times to adjust the cover art. To where it is right now. Oh, yeah. And I think any designer or anything would agree with that. Like, I can't see inside your head, right? Like, I need your everything. So that's what, whenever I get a new project, I ask tons of questions, like, probably annoyingly tons of questions, right? I send the first few drafts, and you know what? It's okay if it's completely the wrong direction, because we're going to get it to where you want it to be. But, but yeah, it definitely is going to take a lot of steps, and that's okay, I think. I mean, because like I said, I can't, I don't know what you want, you know what I mean? So, like, I have to visualize it i have to send it to you you say okay we want these changes these changes these changes these and i'm like okay let's do it change it if we need more we'll keep going and i don't care to keep going you know what i mean so right like you know like sometimes you know you have to be honest because like if i would have stuck to that first draft you sent me i wouldn't have been satisfied i like yeah i wasn't trying you know hopefully you knew i wasn't trying to be mean at all oh, right no so <laughs> being in college art right you have so many critiques and you learn like no one is no one at all is trying to be mean to you no one is trying to dig at you or anything it's part of art it's part of the process right so i i like it actually when i get that feedback because 
I don't want to give something to someone and them not be satisfied. Like that's the opposite of my that, goal. That's like bad customer service. Exactly. That's right. And so, yeah, just take it and yeah, just take it and run with whatever you guys want. Cause it's your, at the end of the day, it's you, it's what you guys are paying for. It's what, so yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, and it's just crazy. Like, uh, when it when we talk talk about certain things like customer service, mm-hmm. uh, we, me and uh, Jeff Ortega, I had him on the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a barber, right? And he's like, "Man, customer service is important. That's what separates you to your competitors." Yep. And it's just crazy how when we talk about things like that, it correlates to each episode, man. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's I think that's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast. Sorry, we're going off topic. No, you're good. It's just that you know each episode correlates with one another. Yeah, and I don't realize it till like later on, or I don't mean to make it like that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and I think it's just a flow. That's how it works, right? I mean, I think end of the day, customer service, just being kind to people. I mean, they're the people that you're serving, right? So you do whatever they need and. That's just part of it, and it's. I think it's a fun part of it, honestly, is making that connection. The more connections you make, the more fun it can get, and just keep going. Yeah, and you just and then you just know that making mistakes is not bad, or hearing critiques, it just mm-hmm. makes you a better. I say room designer. for improvement. Yeah, yeah, it's room to improve. Like you never want to be comfortable, right? Yeah, that's right. Keep on, keep on pushing, keep on going. Uh huh. And then yeah, like like I said, people like it took a couple of times mm-hmm. for Sam to the the finalize cover art design even though it took a while it, it paid off sam mm-hmm. so thank i really you. wanted to thank you so much for what it is it's really cool and i remember when i first like posted the cover art right with my podcast people were saying man that's a badass cover art <laughs> i love that like it really fits who you are because oh. you know we, you know i got the uh-huh. jersey you yeah know? oh yeah you and got it's it just, and it just, it's cheap right it's yeah. like who i am and abby <laughs> um if you're hearing it's crazy isn't it it's just crazy that that name has been with me for 10 years now <laughs> Yeah, I mean, or cheese. How crazy is that, Sam? Like, it's pretty crazy. A decade long. (laughs) A whole decade. Seriously, what do you think about like this? How? What do you think about the whole project overall? Like, fun, right? Oh, it was so fun, and I, I love the whole basketball vibe. The whole your nickname, like putting that in. Like, I loved the whole entire thing. I I love. I think my favorite part that. It's probably the most underrated part of that cover art is like the varsity letters. Mm, mm -hmm. Because it kind of like. Um, for some reason, it reminds me of the mm-hmm. Nook Boys. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, I love the Nook Boys, aka for the, life. Yeah, for the full send. Full send. Yeah. yeah, full send. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then Sam, I also want to say thank you because like you're truly one of the first ones to believe that I can do a podcast. Because like I said, like before when I did this, I was really scared of mm-hmm. doing it because I didn't know what other people were gonna think. I, it was just something new, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it all it, go, it all goes back to Casey. But she said, once again, shout out to her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She said, do, if, you, if you're scared to do stuff, just do it afraid because you never know. Just do it. Because look, right. look at where this podcast is now. Yeah. Because you're going to be episode 26 Woo! once this comes out. Isn't, isn't it crazy how, you know. Yeah, 26. When I told you about it. Yeah. From where we're, from there to where we are now. Yeah. 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 And your confidence, I mean, it's just grown and I love it. And absolutely why would i not cheer you on cheese like i knew you could do it you got it you got it in you yeah i mean it's just like when i, I told very few people because mm-hmm. i didn't want yeah. to like make a hype about it at yeah. first right yeah but for the few people that i did tell like not just not you but like the other ones mm-hmm. right they didn't like take it serious right mm-hmm. they thought i was maybe joking around which i don't blame them because like i joke around mm-hmm. a lot of stuff but they didn't they weren't like uh but you were like just engaged heck yeah and i think part of that is just part of me like i love projects i love trying new things and like like um 
YouTube videos, like podcasts, uh, just stuff like that. Like I love it, and I think that you know you got the you got it. So I think it's definitely a good thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I want to ask. So like, was me hitting you up to make the cover art? Was that part of your inspiration? Wanting to do your own cover art business, or what was the inspiration? Because for you guys don't know, uh, Sam Hamill, she has her own customer custom art slash des- mm-hmm. design business. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, honestly, yeah, it. It's always been something I kind of wanted to do to, and it goes back to the whole basketball, getting yourself out there thing. I'm not good at that, but I finally decided like, well, first of all, I need to make some money. Um, so that's part of it. But then also like just, a side hustle. I need a side hustle. So I was like, it, I'm making these, um, presents for people, right? Like I'm doing different drawings and presents and stuff. I'm like, why don't I just, why don't I do it? It's time. Like, just try it. It, it doesn't hurt to try. Like, if it fails okay but at least i can say you, i tried you learn, and you learn from him whether that's right bad or negative. that's right and it's kind of what the joker says from the dark knight if you're good at something never do it for free period shout out <laughs> to one of my favorite movies yeah that's a good movie <laughs> Heath ledger i love you yeah uh rest in peace rest in peace so yeah like sam tell me more about this um art design business like what made you want to do like you know do it make the design you know announce to everyone because you just announced this not too long ago sam yeah i'll say about like a week ago maybe um but by the time this podcast releases, oh that's true it'd be like yeah three weeks all right but yeah. anyways um i think part of it honestly is just getting back into art uh full fully like i like i said i've kind of struggled to really create lately and after college graduating it's just kind of i started to grow away from it and i hate that because art is definitely something that helps me i think and um and then also just the other side of it is growing like i really would love to grow like the more people give me projects to do i can make those logos i can make those brochures i can make the art and i can grow even more in the business and then how to how to customer service like all of it i can grow even more mentally and i think that was another big side of it um but also make money so um, yeah yeah. I mean, money is a point at the end of the day too. But it just seems like well, like same thing with me doing the podcast, right? Yeah. Like the more I do it, the more you learn and mm-hmm. there there's learning curves. I think most people what they don't like about starting things, there's a learn a lot of learning curves to go to what do you call it? To encounter. But that's mm-hmm. what makes you better at the at the end of the day. Oh man. Learning curves are so horrible. Like they're hard. It's but, a love but it's a love hate relationship. It's a love hate for sure, but then it pays off, like you said. So I yeah, definitely agree with that. So since you, you know, took the initiative to like start your own business, right? Have you started to get like hit up? Yeah. Are people starting to hit you up? And can you like go in depth about like what kind of projects are people like, you know, reaching you about? And then like, is it make, is this whole thing making you more productive as a person? Yeah. Oh, I would definitely say yes, actually. I've become a little more organized. I've gotten, so let's see, I think it was about five days ago maybe that it went out right um i've gotten about four or five projects so far um so and i know and like i said every time one comes through my email i'm like heck yeah like i was i just get so excited like and you know i keep saying i need to make money but honestly deep down it's not about the money of it like i just get so excited to create and to design and to be able to do this for people um so that side of it and then also i definitely do think it's made me more organized like i have to i have to have this all down like i i want to get it time efficient right for these people and I so I just have to have and I'm also in school right now so then I have to learn how to juggle all that and I would shout out to Abby she's definitely helped me um <laughs> keep that in line kind of like school and just making sure I'm on it and so there's that side of it yeah you need that person to like yes. really push you to your limits <laughs> yes. whether you like it or not that's right 
Shout out to Abby. <laughs> She's right here. <laughs> She's not faded that <laughs> So I mean, I'm Sam. Once again, I'm really proud of you for doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. Only you can control mm-hmm. how far you would go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just keep going at it, you know. Yeah. And whether you know, yes, there's always gonna be learning curves. It's not gonna be perfect. At you know, once you start something, you, there's always something to learn. Yep, that's right. So, um, Sam, I wanted to like also talk about. About you going to school, because, like, we never talked about this off air, so I'm being kind of confused. So, <laughs> yeah, explain more about yeah. that, because I thought, like, once you were done with Huntington, you were just working or, yeah. you know, or, like, doing, like, you know, the side hustles. So explain more about that, about where you going to school. Yeah, where you going for in school. Yeah, so I graduated graphic design as my major. Um, Then, you know, a couple months after, I was like, I want to be a teacher. Like, I want to be an art teacher. I want to teach art at high school, preferably, and... um. So then that side of it, now I am in transition to teaching. So it's like seven classes all online through Taylor University. Super, It's super convenient. Um, all online, right? It's all online. Wow. So so that's why I can have that job also. Um, and that's why at Alexandria, I was in a school because I want to, I wanted to see, you know, let's get a job in a school, see if this is what I want to do. See if, make sure this is what I like. But um, you are a paralegal. So like, yeah, how paraprofessional. Did, yeah, paraprofessional. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> See, good. see, we all make mistakes. You're good. I know. It's okay. So, um, a paraprofessional, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how did that, how was being a paraprofessional transition, like transition of you wanting to be an art teacher or did you want to get the school feel vibes? Yeah. I would say I wanted to get the vibes first. Um, just see and make sure that the environment was like, it was what I wanted to do, you know, cause that was a big, that's a big transition. It's, it's taking four years of school and money into something and then completely kind of not using it. So and in my mind, that kind of, I struggled with that a little bit. But once I got into that school, it, one of the best experiences of my life. And I'm so glad. Now I cannot wait to have my own classroom, have my own, like, I just can't you wait. You have a vision, huh? Oh, yeah. I got a vision. You like, can see it in my eyes. I got yeah, it. it. See, this is awesome. Guys, like, guys, if you truly want to do something, do it. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. never know. Yeah. And like you've said, life's too short. Like, yeah. I think I've gotten to that point where I just, I got to do what makes me happy. And like, I'm not going to ever, like, say that and, do something bad because of that but like i just if i want to teach and like it doesn't make nearly as much money as graphic design people have pointed that out and i'm like i don't care like yeah. i am so i would like let me tell you what working at that school with those kids it it changed my life and i miss them so much and just like you actually made a relationship with those yes kids, right? yes and like i they're the kids i worked with i think were very misunderstood um very how do i want to say this they didn't have confidence in themselves, right? And right. so to be that one person that can maybe be there and help them have that confidence and see their face light up when they get a problem right or something, it just... Boosted it, your self-esteem. Yes, yeah, and it, it it made me realize, yes, this is what I want to do. And it made me excited, very excited. And don't get me wrong, there were days where, ooh, I did not... I was mad. I like, ooh, they drive me crazy some days, right? That's what Casey but, was saying, <laughs> yeah. Some days yeah. are great, but some days, uh, chaos. But at the end of the day, it's all great. Yeah, yeah. To, all, to be there awesome. for the... Yeah, be there for those kids. Be the one person... Maybe, maybe the one person in their life that really shows care towards right, them. because so, everyone has... Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Everyone no, has good. their own uh, stories. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's very important in a school to know that I... Like, the diversity, the the differences in all your kids and just just get to know each of one of them individually because that's they don't you can't lump them together they're all different and that's what makes it amazing so oh sam i mean but seriously like if you keep doing what you're doing uh you're gonna be successful i really truly believe in you <laughs> thank you it's you just know? you gotta have that mindset yeah thank you um so sam is there anything else you want to say or ask um 
listen to all of Cheese's podcasts, go look at my website. And Abby, I love you. And that's it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he got it. He got it. I want to ask. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Sam, for for those that want to hit you up mm-hmm. for any like custom art, where can they reach you out? Yeah. So. I have on Instagram, Sam Hamill. My link is in the, um, it's in my bio. And then on Facebook, I uh, have it on there. And on my website, I have all the services I do. I have where you can contact me and I have my phone and my email. Those are two another other ways. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I make sure to put, you know, her Instagram and her uh business website on on the, the description oh yeah you're the best cheese yeah no problem <laughs> hit me up yeah so sam it's time for the cheesy question of the day cheesy question of the day let's do it let's get it so sam today's cheesy question of the day <laughs> is that what would you do if mr beast or steve would do it give you ten thousand dollars oh ten thousand dollars what would i do with that money yeah and how would you react because like $10,000, it's not like, it won't see you up for life, but it's a lot. I'm going to be straight up with you, Chief. I would pay off my school loan. <laughs> I would just put it all 10000 straight to the loans. Because <laughs> that's that's what, like, my birthday's coming up in March. And um, people are like, what do you want? And I'm like, um, gas gift cards, grocery gift cards. <laughs> like, it's not really what I want, but it's what I need. So I think that's part of just growing up. I'm to this point where I'm like, yeah, I want I want some comic books. I want movies. I want Funko Pops. But um, I need like my priorities. loans paid off. Yeah, yeah. priorities. I gotta get my priorities straight. And you know, I, that is another shout out to Abby right there because I am not good with my money. Like I'm I'm okay with my money, but you can do better. Ab- I can. And Abby's the one getting us on track, budgeting and all that. And I love it because I need that help. So Abby's the MVP right <laughs> She's here. She's the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sam, uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. I better be on in the future. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Sam, thanks once again. Yeah. And you can follow on this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> that was fun.